so fellas y'all know how we rock y'all know how we get down we always we normally start this thing off with a would you rather but since uh the holidays just passed we gotta start it off talking about uh this this mother bought her children a vending machine for christmas um and let me let me read the caption i don't, don't want to misquote uh the young woman uh she said uh let's not handicap these kids making their lives easy i'm not i'm not buying toys my kids most definitely will understand life is not easy and making the right idea to invest oh making the right choices with money and etc so i came up with the idea to invest in a vending machine for the kids as a christmas gift hashtag young bosses in the making merry xmas so fellas so uh chris what? do you want to go first or, or <laughs> you sure you want me to go first i'm I stretching go. getting ready for okay. this okay so i would like to start off by saying i mean i'm pretty sure there may be worse out there that may have not been posted to social media but i do want to start the show by saying that's the dumbest gift that i've ever seen given in the history of christmas uh, you know, if you woke up Christmas morning and just punch your kids in the face, that probably would have been a better gift. <laughs> you would have been sending the same message. Hey, yo. And, and, mean, and, and, and the thing is, though, you don't necessarily even remember the toys or gifts that you got for Christmas. Honestly, if you get some some stuff for your for Christmas, you get some stuff for your birthday. If you hold on to that stuff for a year and a half, you could be like, "Yo, where'd you get that hoodie?" And you'd be like, "I don't know. My mom's got it for me." You don't know when you got it. You don't know when the date was. You just know you got it, right? But those memories that you had on Christmas morning, you opening those gifts, those experiences last forever. And one reason why I'm scared to be a parent is I see parents that are our age and I'm trying to figure out where the disconnect happens because my recollection of being a kid is all of those experiences, all of those conversations, all of those interactions that I had with older parents and with older people and my parents, I remember those things very vividly. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out, one, why did you think that was a good idea to ruin your kids' Christmas? You could have got them a vending machine literally any other day of the year. And, and that, that's the biggest thing for me. Any other day. Any, when, you got 364 <laughs> other days to be like, hey, here's a vending machine. On top of that, black parents, can we please stop teaching our kids that working hard pays off? Because it don't. And what universe is I'm gonna put my head down and I'm gonna work hard and I'm gonna make money off these uh, Cheeto puffs? What universe is that gonna work out to them being an entrepreneur? Please tell me. You know, the name of the game nowadays to that point is work smarter, not harder. Uh -huh. That's the name of the game. Hey, I'm, I'm talking to two very successful young black men. How much stuff came from that? You, oh, I'm going to pull up my bootstraps and work hard, or that came from you knowing how to speak and interacting with people and knowing how to have conversations with people and networking and building relationships? I'll tell you this, it's 20%, it's, it's like 20% hard work, like 60, 70% um, knowing the right people, 10% luck. I, that's, that's probably what I'll say. Cause it, for the most part, bro, like, yeah, working hard is good. And like that helps you establish the network to some degree, but like. This, this lady got us in here sounding like a Fort Minor song, bro. Like. Yeah, it's 20% nah. skill. And I, 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 <laughs> man, I, I'll say this, man. I'll say this. And I talk, I got some mentees I talk to, and I got mentors that preach this to me. Um, the lady had great intentions. Uh, any other day of the year, yes. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes, sometimes we, us, uh, us as, um, as people, we don't let kids be kids. Like, yeah, that, you know, and, yeah. and when I say that, like, sometimes. Nowadays, it's kids that's in eighth grade that's six five, and like you look at him like a grown man, but still a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, you mm -hmm. want him to be older because he's he's taller and he acts, you know, like he's a little more mature than the other ones. He's the captain of the basketball team. He's still a kid at the end of the day. Christmas, yeah. if you gonna if you gonna make Christmas special for your kids, I understand the attention behind getting a vending machine, but let them be a kid that just that one day, you know. Uh, that's my that's my I mean parenting can go either way I mean that's what she want to do that's what she want to do I, I'm, I'm not mad at her for it but I also think that she should at least let them feel like kids on Christmas now to Josh's point uh you go ahead Gibbs no no finish up finish up to Josh's point 
hard work can get you so far. So this is the method I go by in my my, my way of life. It's the pie method. Performance, image, exposure. You're in control of your performance. You're in control of your image. Your image is based off your performance. But without the exposure, it's nothing. None of that performance, yeah. none of that image you built up is nothing. So, uh, and to get exposure, you have to make the connections and get somebody that could put you in situations where you can win. Mm-hmm. So, that that's where my point is on the hard work. Yes, work hard, but at the same time, realize that Hard work only going to get you so far. You got to make the connections with the right people. I, you know, I'm just so sick of this generational wealth movement that just kind of sprung up <laughs> overnight. And like yeah. a lot of people are It's social media. It, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people not realizing it's, like. I, I don't think it, it is. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. The What a lot of folks aren't realizing is the people selling these products or selling these master classes to you, right? They're selling you this master class and the question is this anything that anybody can do like for example when they was talking about turn hundreds into thousands my question would always be why your mama still live in the hood if you could turn hundreds into thousands <laughs> instantly why does your mama still live in the hood and here's why that question is important right because at the end of the day if you have the ability to do something you're not going to give it to strangers first that's not how it works you would do it with your friends first you would like work it out that way first when I look at a situation of like all of this, everybody talk about selling mass class, selling mass class, selling master class. If everybody in your family is not, or at least a couple people in your family are not doing it first, it's a very clear indicator. You're yeah. you're full of it. You're lying. I was finna say something <laughs> to make us lose our clean rating. But long story short, you look at all the people selling all these master classes for uh, vending machine businesses. Nobody that they know is doing vending machines but them. Yeah. I am telling you, as somebody who has been a quote-unquote investor in a uh, vending machine business, the profit margins are not as thick as y'all think. And also, her kids, the smarter way to do this, if she wanted to be really smart about it, cut out the middleman. The vending machine is an unnecessary cash expensive barrier to this. They're kids. You know how me and my cousins made money when we was younger at school? We sold candy. Uh-huh. Kids knew me because I always had the annihilators. I had every flavor of annihilators you could imagine. I bought annihilators for Christmas one year. Well, you know how they do the Christmas party and everybody got to bring something. My something was annihilators. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's a Christmas party. All y'all get them free for today. Just today only. So, you know what I mean? Like, those are kids. Let these kids be kids, man. And and with that being said, that segues into our next point here. Uh, what is the worst gift that y'all ever got for Christmas, birthday, or holiday where, like, you know, the person who gave you the gift just thought they was shutting the club down, and you looked at it like, right. bro, what am I, <laughs> All right. what am so, I supposed to do with it? Real quick, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two real quick. The first one wasn't a Christmas gift, but to go off the last thing we were just talking about, it was the gift of my parents trying to instill me with uh with hard work. Because in case y'all didn't know, I've had a full time, forty hour a week job since the age of twelve. And Ain't around that child labor laws, yeah, it is. But you know, it'd be like that. <laughs> <laughs> around the age 12, 13, I wanted to invest in a computer because I wanted to start recording video games to make money off of it. And my parents was like, it's no money in that. You ain't never going to make no money off video games. You need to go get a real job. And you know what I'm doing right now at the age of 26? Making money off I'm, I'm making money off playing video games. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> the worst gift that I ever got is... um. When I was a kid, all I wanted for was video games for Christmas. Like, literally, the only thing I used to do was either give me some wrestling toys or video games. I don't need nothing else. I'm a kid. I don't care about, oh, I need a new coat. I don't care about none of that. I want video games. Um, my god, mama asked what game I wanted. I had an N64 at the time. I said, yo, let me get the new Mario Party. She came over with three games. You know how you know there was Morgan Men games when you just see them? And it got the, it got the little the little worn out sticker on the front. You can I tell they I was about to say it don't come in the right case. <laughs> it, was, it don't come it was in the right that, case it was, either. It was, it was the right that. cases. It's the, it's the case. It, it, just say, it just say Mario Party 3 on the front. <laughs> hey, listen, listen. It was one of them buy two use, get one new free, one of them uh, deals. <laughs> and Because I, I played these games. The games was Mike Piazza Baseball. Because she knew I like baseball. The, the players didn't even, like, move their feet. If you were to go catch a fly ball, they kind of just, like, slid like a Spike Lee movie to the fly ball. It oh, was Mike Lord. Piazza baseball. It was Portal Runner. 
to this day, I don't even know if y'all heard of Portal Runner, but it's just I've never something. Heard of that. Imagine, imagine somebody they hopped in the studio and was like, "Yo, I need my dev team to make a Tomb Raider remake, but our budget is one hundred fifty dollars." That's that's Portal Runner. <laughs> that's Portal Runner. Hey yo, you disrespect a hundred. <laughs> and then the last game, I think y'all might have played this one. Y'all remember the Superman game on Nintendo sixty four? Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. That. I, I ain't have a sixty four, bro. The entire game it's supposed to be a Superman game. The entire game you just flying through rings like it's like it's like these like Lex Luger like uh, Lex Luthor like yo I got this obstacle course that's gonna yep. kill Superman and it's just yep. rings, bro. And you just flying through rings. That's the that's the whole game, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy. It's crazy how we got the same same experience, bro. Same experience. <laughs> same. So so Pete, mine and mine wasn't even. It wasn't my mom's fault. It wasn't her fault because this this had nothing to do with her. But she sent me. She said, "What do you want for Christmas?" I told her a, a bunch of games. It was a uh, Mortal Kombat versus um, DC. It was Mortal Kombat versus DC and a, a few or DC versus Mortal Kombat and a few other games, right? So I go to Target to buy the games. I get the games because, you know, you're thinking to yourself, like, hey, Target is legit. Like, everybody is known for years. Target <laughs> right. is the nice spot, right? Like, it was a Kmart by my crib. It turned into Walmart. That was always, like, a little sketchy over there. A little, you know what I mean? Not the nicest thing. So anyway, uh, I go to Target, buy these three games, and uh, I bring them home. And I open it up, and it said, like, now, mind you, this is brand new. These are brand new, still inside the... Plastic yeah. and all that, right? I bring them home, and it's like these weird little slips of paper in them. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, bro, wait. And then it was like the disc, but the disc, none of the disc said the, the game names on them. So I'm like. From Target? Bro, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> bro got the DVD rewritables. <laughs> I, said, I said, bro, what is this? I put one in my Xbox and it was like some random mid two thousands movie, and I'm like, "Yo, ma, like this isn't this isn't what I thought it was." So I went back, I went back and returned them, and they were like, "Yeah, these scammers have been getting us. They like keep buying video games and return them in bulk, and it's like they take the games out and they put in a random disc. They don't they check them. They so they're still in the plastic. Somehow they like put." You can melt the plastic back together. Yeah, they put new plastic around it. It wasn't melted. They put whole new plastic around it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like that was, that was, it was that one. Bro, trying to play Mortal Kombat and then watch it bring it down the house. And when I, bro, when I grew up, when I grew up, I was like, I was the biggest Michigan fan in the world, right? I was the biggest Michigan fan in the world. You couldn't tell me nothing about them. I had certain rituals that I did every Saturday before I watched Michigan football games. And uh, my uncle, who like, my uncle, he's not an alcoholic, but he he be all drink a little bit. And he said, "Yeah, nephew, I know you love Michigan State, man. So here's here's a uh, here's a hat. It was a Michigan State toboggan." And I'm like, "Bro, what am I supposed to do?" With <laughs> like, these are not my guys. These are what is happening here. So yeah, those are the two words for me. Those, those two, you know, one of them was by accident. The other one, my uncle was just, you know, he the, the bruise got to him. Chris, what, what was yours, man? For me, I never really, really had a bad Christmas, but it was one time. But Because my parents on my dad's side, my dad was adopted as an infant. Like, never really met his mom until he was adult. And we was mm-hmm. the only grandparents over there, only grandkids over there. So my grandparents kind of spoiled us over there. So it was always, if I didn't get nothing from nobody else, I knew my grandparents was going to really, really spoil us. But this one time, man... I wasn't really big on clothes until I got the cast tech, man. Wasn't really big on clothes. And I think Giz was sitting at the lunch table when it happened. So I tell my mama, like, Ma, I'm leaving Ludington, going to cast night, right? Here come Christmas. I'm like, Ma, they don't wear dickies at cast no more, man. I got to upgrade my gear. I got to upgrade. So we went, we went to, I think we went to uh, Parsons. I think that's what it is now. It was, it was, uh, it was, a, it was called, yeah, Carson's. We went to Carson's. It was called something else back then. I can't think of the name of it. But we went. We got me some cargoes. We got me some a whole bunch of Levi cargoes and all that. And I didn't know the difference at the time. But I was like, Ma, I got to get, start getting some polos with the with the horse on them. You know what I mean? My mama oh, thought God. that was the... Oh, listen, my, my, mama, oh. my mama didn't know the difference between oh. the Uspa and 
and the Ralph Lauren. She didn't know. And I didn't know either because I wasn't in the clothes back then. So she came like six Usper polos, bro. I'm thinking I'm dripped out when I get back off break. I'm like, I'm about to kill him at school. <laughs> Bruh. I think Giz was at the table. I had the sweater, Usper sweater, the pullover, and then I had the Usper oh polo God, underneath. I, <laughs> I had the Usper underneath. Bro, I sat down at that table, boy. I was like, oh, yeah, it's lunchtime. I'm about to flex this polo. Playing tuck. Playing tuck, not supposed to be playing tuck in school, but I was playing tuck at the at the lunch table. Somebody was like, "Bro, why you got two men on your horse?" I was like, "Who was it? Who was it? Who was it that said that horse looked tired as hell?" Oh, <laughs> this is that horse got six niggas on his tire. <laughs> hey yo, hey yo, 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 yo. So I took that off, and then it was like. Bro, he got the ball on the net. <laughs> so I was like, oh, dang, I jacked up. So I'm like, Ma, you still got the receipt? She's like, well, I thought you liked all your stuff. I was like, no, nah, Ma, this ain't the move. I was like, we got to go back to the store right now, return this stuff. She's like, why? I'm like, because it's better to have no logo than this. She was like, yeah, so you no going to wear your fact. no logos? Fact. She was like, you going to wear your no logos? I was like, yeah, I'm going to wear the no logos. So, so we go back to the store, return them. And then I showed her the difference. She's like, oh. And then she looked up. She's like, you know they made by the same person. I said, Ma, they ain't trying to hear that, Ma. They not trying to hear that they made by this. They not trying to hear that. Listen, they was like, they not trying. So I had to go the whole week wearing those because I had threw away all my old polos with no logos on them. I'm like, I'm about to kill them. And it was just a bad day for a man. So I came through with the Nauticas and the Ralph Lawrence after that. But then I started upgrading from there when I started working myself. But yeah, man, it yeah. was tough on the brother, bro. I was tough. I'm not I'm not gonna hold you. I had a I had some time in there. I think it might have been like tenth grade where first right before school started, my mama took me to the to the national dry goods. And if you know that, that's that's the Dickies. Like, <laughs> I think that's where Dickies might have got established. That my mama bought me like eight pair of Dickies, bro. Dog, and I was I, like, it ain't. And I no, I don't know. I can't tell my mama like, yo, I'm not grateful for these pants. I ain't gonna wear them. So, bro, I had to wear. I had to get the. I had to get the clothes. Put it in the backpack. Leave for the bus with the dickies on. Like, yeah, I'm headed off to school. Had to swap off the pants every day, bro, for like for like four five months. Man, dog, I I had to uh, I had to cop the the gas station flannels because I was at the bus stop and I kept growing, <laughs> and so like I outgrew my coat, so like my coat was stopped like right here, and like you know you gonna get cooked for that if they see you on the bus. <laughs> right. So I'm like, All right, bro, like I you said, get right, cooked bro. on the bus before you reach school, and then they gonna cook you at school. Hey, listen, I wish I took the bus so I could have took that stuff up before I got into school. Dog, I got so, cooked from first listen. hour to eighth hour, dog. <laughs> Listen, I was I was outside because you know Detroit buses. I had to catch two of them. I had to catch the Warren down the Grand yeah, River. Yeah, Giz used to be on Grand River faithfully, bro. I ain't bro, gonna catch. So so you know, but Detroit buses don't come on time. You stand outside with a little hoodie on in Detroit weather. Detroit yeah. weather looking at that hoodie like, hey, bro, what you on? What's good with you, bro? I used to get cooked for the the whole team. Used to cook me about them gas station flannels. I said, I don't give a damn. These gas station flannels keep me warm. That's all that matters. That's all that matters here. But anywho. We we glad to get that that warm up started, man. Let your kids be kids on Christmas, and also make sure the horse only got one man on it. Okay, <laughs> let that be the lesson today. All right, if you don't know nothing else for facts over acts, let's let's let you learn that. And we got a huge show today, man. We got the legend, the biggest, the illest, the unstoppable John Madden passing on. We got COVID running through all these leagues like the Tomb Raider again. Uh, came back from down three one. And uh, the Cavs are somehow not selling, which we we think is interesting. And we're going to look at the uh, the end of the year in sports as far as what team shocked us in a positive way, what team shocked us in a negative way, what the biggest moments in sports were, and what by far the worst moments were. That sound like a good show to y'all? Sound good. Great, great show. All right. Well, first of all, um, obviously, COVID is, is taking off again, and we're seeing players get popped for protocol, and the NBA has had more players than it's ever had in its league. Uh, the NFL has seen more quarterbacks start than they ever have in the, in the uh, history of the league since, I want to say, the merger. Uh, so with that being said, the NHL is also postponing games for a second time, as well as none of their players being allowed to participate in the Olympics. 
the Winter Olympics, which are occurring in February. So with that being said, fellas, is there anything that these leagues can do? Uh, is it that, you know, the Omicron is being said to be less deadly? So, hey, live and let live. What, what do you think is the solution here? It is uh, <clears throat> less deadly. However, it is more con contagious than the original COVID-19 variant, which is uh, a bad plan, which would with, going along with what I think these leagues are going to do and what is already happening is, you know, if you got uh, if you're on COVID protocols, you know, go ahead and take the five day quarantine they're talking about now and then just come back and play, which, which is what they're going to do. But although it's less deadly, does it doesn't mean that it's not killing people. Um you got to keep in mind, like, how many, if one person catches COVID, you got to keep in mind how many people one person interacts with throughout the course of a day, if they're taking COVID seriously or not, right? So it's, it's a much bigger picture than, hey, are we going to see sports continue? At that point, it's a picture of, like, are we doing the humane thing and allowing right. people to, you know, and, and allowing people to live their everyday lives. But I don't think it's anything that these leagues can do to counteract unless they go back to a bubble. And financially, the only options that you have is either go to a bubble or shut down. And that's not going to work in either one of those leagues' favor. So I think they just go ahead with how they're doing now. If you're sick, you sit out for a couple of days. I mean, we see the CDC getting lighter and lighter with restrictions. You know, when COVID first started, it was 15-day quarantine and wear two masks and uh, put, a, a, you know, a well, Trump told us to drink bleach. And... Trump told us to drink bleach. So. I mean, but even the CDC themselves are becoming more and more uh, light with these restrictions. So I think at this point, if a player is missing for five days, these these leagues aren't really going to sweat it. Go ahead, you know, do whatever you need to do, and then come back when you need to come back. That's that's interesting. That's we are seeing the CDC say, hey, "Listen, you could beat the case in five days, Brody." I believe in you. you know what I mean, you got to, yeah, I was talking to Josh yesterday. I said, you got to trust the heart of the cards. You got to hit that Yu-Gi-Oh! Let's duel on it. Cause that's, that's all you can do. Chris, what are you thinking, man? Man, what's crazy is I, I, I'm starting to come to grips with, like, everybody going to have their turn with this thing. I mean, it's really kind of no way to really just shut the world down again because if they do that again, uh, they gonna have to give out stimulus money again. Then the the markets and stuff are all gonna crash. The housing market gonna go up. The cost of living gonna jump up again for where it already has jumped up to. So if they really shut the world back down again, it's gonna make a lot of problems. And I don't think the America want to go through that for one. For as far mm -hmm. as the sports world go, it's starting to get to that point where they realizing like, hey, we haven't had a a, a crazy death in the NBA or in the MLB or in the NFL. This is just something we got to just live with. You have to draft or put a team prepared and go deep enough where the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, and even your G League players can get called up any day because of this. You have to, you kind of got to build your franchise around that now. It's kind of seeming like it's going to be the new normal. Like, if you get yeah. COVID, you follow these steps, it's going to be like a, the, the new flu almost. Uh, I, I hate to compare the two because the flu – yeah, it's had a lot of deaths, but it's looking like it's the world is gonna go that way. Like, if you feel sick, just don't come in. And the craziest part is, I mean, a lot of people don't understand, right? Like the flu that we see every year, like all these different flus that we see every year, is of course the same flu that originated. Is different variants of the same flu that originated, Spanish flu, nineteen eighteen. Like this, it's the same thing, just slightly different year over year over year. I'm feeling like we're getting to that point where like that's going to be the situation with COVID. Even yeah. though we have modern medicine, yeah. that is what we're going to be looking at. And that's that's kind of nuts to me. But if you're asking me what, what the situation should be for sports, um, honestly, I'm not even sure if pausing it is the right thing. Because even if you pause it, you're then trusting these young men and women to do the right things uh, for while you're on pause. Because if you pause right. and say no practice, no nothing... I mean, we all know the old saying, idle hands are the devil's workshop. And you give wildly rich and, and famous um, people who are between the ages of about 19 and, and 35, 40 uh, time, nothing but time. Yeah, it's not going to end up well. It's not going to end up well. Like, I, I, I don't think that people remember how many stories came out about different NFL players, NBA players, all that, either throwing parties or going out clubbing and all that when COVID first started, like when the first shutdowns were happening. 
And all of a sudden it was, oh, well, everybody who showed up got a temperature check. Huh? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's where we're going to be again. So I mean, have, you, have you ever been in one of those places where they're like, yo, you need a temperature? And they hold the little gun to your forehead and you be thinking like, I didn't just take my temperature, bro. Honestly, honestly, bro, when I when I see people doing the temperature checks, I just think of again that security guard at that spot that was just doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. everybody's silhouette. Because it's like, bro, what is that actually doing? So Nothing. I mean, it's it's I'm I I hate to be that guy, and I don't want to say that we're here yet because at the end of the day, like we don't want to keep seeing this thing mutate immediately. But like I think that at this league, at this point, the leagues are just fine saying like, hey, it is what it is, okay. We right. got to deal with it. We we just got to move past it. You, and you, I could understand that if they would like <clears> at least <throat> let these college players play their bowl games. Because in the NFL, everybody will be all right. Y'all can postpone the game, play it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NBA, same thing. College, this is a lot of those players' last time that they'll ever get to play their sport, men and women. This is the last time. So to see that, like, in their last moment of ever playing their sport, it could be snatched away from them because one – the other team did something wrong. That's terrible, man. That's terrible. And, and, and you know what's crazy? Unfortunate. Uh, this, this is the crazy part about the whole thing, bro. Like, yeah, they they got a vaccine mandate coming next year for around the United States, bro. You know it's crazy to me, and I'm not bashing. If you don't want to take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. That ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't care. I I I personally don't care who know if I got. Yes, I got the vaccine and the booster. I don't really care who know. But the thing I don't understand, they will go through all this trouble and get these fake vaccine cards. You know what I mean? Go through, like, I see, I know a guy, I'm not going to say no name. I know a guy that literally got a PDF version of the card and literally made the font on there. He just changed the font on Microsoft Word and typed up the card and put the shots a week apart from each other and printed it out and carrying it around like it's his COVID card. A week apart? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, like you going through all this stuff and your stuff not even right for one. It looks so bold. I'm gonna send it to y'all after this because uh, I don't want to put them on blast. But did bro not even ask none of his vaccinated friends? Hey, exactly, bro. bro. Exactly, bro. But the thing is, now he got to go back and edit it. He doing all this stuff just to get a fake card that don't even look real. You know what I mean? Like, Boy, and, and when I told him, I said. When I told him, I said, bro, you got all the shots a week apart. He's like, oh, yeah, you're right. They got to be all be a month apart. I said, no. You know what? Do what you want to do. I don't care no more, bro. bro that, boy, I was like, you really want to go through all this instead of just getting a shot that they say just helps you fight fight the disease when you get it. That's all they boy, saying it does. Boy, them Americans do not be smart. They do not be smart. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll t you know, it I'll just say this. Hopefully, hopefully that young man makes it out healthy. Hopefully all the people who are going through this, I hope that we don't see any more drastic loss of life than we already have. Um, but man, you know how bad it is if your if like one of your ancestors see you at the pearly gates and you like, oh, what took you out? And they were like, diarrhea. And you were like, what took you out? Uh, well, uh, COVID. And they were like, wait, didn't they come up with like a thing for that in your lifetime? And you're like, Oh man, listen, you know what I mean? And like they sit up here like, bro, like in, in my day, a common cold might have been curtains. Like that's that's a real thing. Anywho, um, you know, that's the ultimate sale. Ending up at the Pearly Gates because of that, you sold yourself. But apparently the calves are no longer selling, which is a very interesting thing. I I believe that the Cavs were a playoff team last year. They were not. This year I picked them to finish third from last in the East. They are fifth. I don't know why the Cavs hate me and my predictions, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, with that being said, Chris, how are they doing this? What is going on with the Cavs that's making this possible? So the emergence of Darius Garland. Colin Sexton went down with a season-ending injury, and they said they didn't plan on resigning Colin Sexton because they said the locker room still feels that he doesn't know how to play basketball, which averaging 24 points a game, you still know how to play basketball. They're just saying he's a ball stopper and he doesn't get the ball moving around. So that's the number one, the emergence of Darius Garland. The second thing is Jared Allen. He's a 15 and 15 guy now. He yeah. is a he is a poor man's uh well not even poor, he make a hundred million now. He is similar to what we used to see from Clint Capella on the Rockets. He is very similar to that. And then on top of that, Kevin Love is back healthy in the lineup. 
you give you shooting about 40% from three almost, 38% from three. Then you have also, you got a lot of young guys that are hustling. You got Wade, Dean Wade. You got, uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, but you got a lot. Isaac Okoro, that's it. He's been balling. The Cavs, J.B. Bickerstaff is doing a great job with that Cleveland team. And I think Gibbs can finally say the Cavs are not always selling. Now, they are going to be first-round exits, but they might not always be selling if they make the playoffs this year because they did it finally one year while LeBron wasn't there. You know, that's that's really all you can ask for for them, okay? Anything else, you lying to yourself. You're not being honest with yourself. <laughs> right. If you expecting them to do something crazy and just pop up, hold on now. Hold on. This ain't who they are at their core. But also, yeah, I agree. Jared Allen has come on real strong as far as uh, 16 and sixteen and 11 is big time. But, I mean, let's be honest. This is kind of who he's always been. Like, like Jared Allen has kind of – when his last year with the Nets, he was averaging a double-double off like eight shots a game. That and is kind of nuts. Also, he has the perfect point guard with him. Rubio added to that team. Yeah. Even though he comes off the bench, well, he starts a little bit now sometimes, depending on who in the lineup. But with Rubio, he taps into a lot of potential for a lot of players. Rubio is one of the most underrated players in history. Like, so, seriously. So, so with this being said, I think that everybody can agree Mobley is a rookie of the year uh, front runner, or he's in contention for it right now, right? Yeah, it's between him yeah. and Scotty Barnes up in Toronto. Scotty Barnes balling too, but so so with that being said, do you believe that this is sustainable? Do you believe that the Cavs will finish the season around fifth? What you thinking? Uh I think the Heat gonna jump. The Heat dealing with injuries and COVID right now. You know, South Florida wide open. I just left South Florida. I stayed in the house. It's wide open down there though. Um the, 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 uh, Governor DeSantis the, got them off them Joe Rogan pills down there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, 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 listen. Uh, the the Pacers they they're planning to blow the team up. They're going to rebuild mode. The Wizards they I told y'all what's going to happen with the Wizards. They dropping from the ceiling on down. The Wizards, I, you couldn't pay me enough to root for the Wizards. Uh, a lot of teams on the East right now are pretty banged up. Uh, Philadelphia, whenever they figure out this Joel and B situation. They'll figure it out. The Knicks are going to come up a little bit. Uh, they got the injury bug right now. They start finally decided to play Kimba Walker. and was like, oh, wow, he can get you 44 in a basketball game. We didn't know that. Duh. But anyway. Um, and then it's just a lot of teams out east that just haven't had their full roster yet. Well, yeah. In the league in general, just haven't had their full roster. So I think the Cavs will probably be a play-in team but, or even sixth because right but now they're fifth. Miami is ahead of them by a game. Milwaukee's right. ahead by two games. Chicago's ahead by three games. And Brooklyn is ahead by five games. I don't think they get in the top four because Miami's going to get better. I do think Charlotte jumps them. I do think Boston jumps them. I think right. the Hawks and the Knicks jump them. So I think they'll be around eight. All right, Josh, what you thinking, man? What you think? Um, yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. Um, so is I'm really I'm really looking at it from two branches. So one. Do I think this is sustainable? Part of me wants to say no, because if you look at it, Cleveland is fifth, and you got Philly, Charlotte, Boston, New York, and Atlanta that are all behind them. And when we looked at the <clears throat> when we looked at the the teams before the season started, we had all of those teams, with the exception of Charlotte, pretty much being a playoff lock. So with the talent that that Cleveland has and what other teams are going through, it's going to be kind of hard to envision them sustaining this level of success. However, if you look at it, they're in a, they're in a division with uh, the Bulls, Pistons, Pacers, Bucks. They can win those Pacers games. They can win those uh, they can win those Pistons and Pacers games. And if you look at the the trend of the league, the small ball, every team is shooting the ball. And Cleveland is the only old school kind of team that we really have left. They have a lot of bigs. The bigs aren't super slow to where they are agile, but also a lot of them aren't stretching the floor. So I think purely based off interior presence, which a lot of other teams in the league don't have, the ability to rebound the ball and their size, I do see Cleveland sneaking in as, as a play-in team. I don't know if they're necessarily going to make the playoffs, but if we ended the season and Cleveland was right there at that 7-8 seed, I wouldn't be too surprised. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you this. This is this is the thing that that is most interesting about the East right now to me. 
I think we've seen the same thing every year for the most part with older veteran teams being further down before the All-Star break. And then after the All-Star break, all of a sudden, all of these veterans are like, oh, I guess we got to start playing for real now, huh? Yeah, all right. And, and they start to pick it up. And a lot of the teams that you named behind them are a lot older than them. A yeah. lot older than them. I mean, you know, the Hawks, nobody knows what's going on there. Like, it's... Trey Young back in the lineup. Nah, they look better. They look a lot better. It, okay, the Knicks, this year two with Thibodeau, they are who they are. Raptors, <laughs> they're... They're a young team and they're they're down there. They're probably not going to get too much better. Celtics, Hornets, Wizards, 76ers, all teams that on paper, on paper are better than this Cavs team. So, yeah. uh I, I mean, can definitely Would you Are there any teams in the NBA besides the Lakers that you would consider a quote-unquote veteran team? Yeah, they're a good yeah. amount. They yeah. if I'm the Jazz, right. yeah. So the the Jazz, the I would definitely consider vet, the Nets I would consider veterans. Yeah. The Bucks. The Bucks are old as dirt. They're definitely veteran. The Heat have Yadonis Haslam on the active <laughs> roster. Yeah, they got Laurie like, Butler. Yeah. Like that's a that's an old team. The East got I some mean, to be old. honest, the Pacers have veteran teams. They got some bonus. Brogdon, who was on the Bucks. He's been in the league a while now. Miles Turner. Karis Levert been in the league a while now. If you go out if you go out to the West, you got the the Nuggets. The Clippers, the, we just talked about the Jazz. The Warriors are quiet as kept. They're a team that the, everybody on the team is either really old or really young. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, like, you, sure. got, you got the old the old guard and Steph, Clay, Dre, uh, all those guys. But you got a lot of young guys to, to counterbalance that. But a lot of these teams are, are pretty veteran. The only West. teams that's really young is the Pistons and Magic. And they the worst two in the league. Yeah, I, those are I the think, teams that's super young. I think that the I think the NBA right now is running out way too many players based on like the potential of these new boys and and so we're looking at a lot of really young teams that are like you should not have that many young guys on one team. Like yeah. What are the, like, what I like are the how the Rockets doing? doing it. The Rockets got a lot of old guys mixed in with the young guys. I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. It, that's and that's how it should be. That's that's what to get you the best results generally. That's I mean anything other than that you're going to be looking at a tough time. So um speaking of tough times a lot of football fans, a lot of gaming fans are are very much so in a a tough spot with the passing of uh, John Madden, and, and most of our viewers are not of the age, except JFF. Shout out, shout out to Mayor, <laughs> uh, that they will remember John Madden as a coach. However, I think all of us have played Madden at some point in time in our lives. So, with that said, what is your best Madden memory? What is one moment? that stands out to you that you like, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget this to the day I'm no longer remembering anything uh, about Madden. So I don't know if I've ever shared this, but do y'all know who my favorite player of all time is? Who? Steven Jackson. Ah, Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson? The this running back the from the Rams? Yes, this is the reason why. This is the reason why. When I was a kid, I, I, I attribute part of the reason I'm so good at video games right now. Is because growing up, my brother, you know how people be like, oh, let your brother win. Or, you know, we can go ahead. We can play together. No. Since I remember, as long as I remember, my brother was on my head on video games. 2K Madden, it didn't matter. I'm seven, eight years old. He blowing me out by 50. He in high school blowing out a 10-year-old by 50. You know, so, I blew my ex out in 2K, and that's when I realized I did not love this woman. I just, <laughs> I was, I was up 39, hit another three, and was like, "Why am I in this relationship, bro? What's going on?" Proceed, proceed. So, um, it was Madden 06. That's when the Rams had Steven Jackson, uh, Mark Bolger, Tory Holt, and mm-hmm. Isaac Bruce. So. You know, you a kid, you used to throwing the ball, you want to run with Michael Vick, you want to throw bombs, you want to do all that. Steven Jackson and that Rams team is when I understood the importance of running the ball. When I tell you I used to halfback draw my brother to death with that team, and Steven Jackson had 99 trucking power, so I'm just running up the gut every time. When I tell you my brother was never able to beat me in Madden again, I mean, we ending games, final score of 10 to 3. Like, I'm, I'm using the entire quarter halfback draw every time. So, that's my favorite Madden memory is discovering the best team ever on Madden, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then them games just running up the gut with my brother, trucking everybody. It doesn't matter who he had. Erlacher, Ray Lewis, he getting trucked with that Steven Jackson team. 
Okay. Okay, Chris. What what was your what was your mad moment? Mine's was Madden twenty five, the twenty fifth anniversary Madden. Um, mm-hmm. it's recently actually, so it's not too long ago. But I was down. I was playing a quick game with the Steelers. You know, that's my team. If y'all didn't know, I was playing a quick game with the Steelers, bro. And the dude was in game chat the whole time talking crazy. And I got down twenty one zip in the, and then it was going into the half. First, the the third quarter, he he got to the one yard line and fumbled. And I got the ball back. And I ended up scoring at the end of the third quarter. And drove all the way downfield, used up too much clock, scored. But he got the ball back, threw a pick, got a pick six in the fourth quarter. It was 14-21. Then I did the onside kick because it was like two minutes left. And I got it. And he got on the mic just like, bro, you cheating, bro. There's no way you about to get 21 and answer points. No way, no way, no way, no way. And then my goofy self, of course, I had Big Ben. I threw a pick. It was just like a Big Ben thing to do. I threw a pick. <laughs> so he talking crazy. Game time, game time. 13 seconds left. He throw it up. I get a user alert with the linebacker. And I do a one play. Uh, Hail Mary. And then I the ball tipped in the air seven times. And then the that's receiver right. came down right, with it. The <laughs> receiver came down with it. No, it gets better. The receiver came down with it. In the back, like by the ten yard line on the Hail Mary, Le'Veon Bell was coming. I pitched it to him, and he ran into the end zone because I was about to get tackled. And then it was twenty one twenty one or twenty twenty one. I went for two, and I got the two point conversion. And I talked so crazy to that guy that I got banned for seven days in uh, uh, PlayStation <laughs> I talked so crazy to him. I got banned for seven days. Like they was like, you can't play Madden for seven days. Like, that's how crazy I talked to him. You know what the moral story is there? Run the ball. Wait, how did how did you how did how did they ban you for talking crazy? Were those moderators not on Call of Duty? Were they not in those lobbies? <laughs> no, back then, back then, Call of Duty, Call of Duty didn't have moderators in that game back then. Mm. Mm, I can tell. Now, now, I can now tell. call it because remember they used to make you go to game chat and call of duty back in Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare mm. Three. Day they used to make you go to game chat. Now that you could be in the party, now you really don't hear it too much. So they, you know, they eliminated it by letting you be in the party while you Man, play search and destroy wild. stuff. Like search, search and destroy. They made you go to game chat, bro. Bro, that that little 10 seconds in between, like each round, man, you heard some wild stuff in that 10 seconds. Bro, bro, I got called so much stuff I can't repeat, bro. I asked my mama what this one word was. She was like, who's that? I was like, oh, that's a bad word. I didn't know. Man, man, let me tell you, mine mine was summer, the summer slash, like, uh, spring i'm at the summer slash fall of 2011 let me tell you why that was the year that you could finally import your or that was one of the last years actually where you could import your um your road to glory player into madden ah yeah when I tell you that was the sweatiest I have ever been on video games, I literally <laughs> like, like, bro, I literally knew all of the bonuses that they could give you, all of the like how to win your XP battles and all that. I was like, yo, like, bro, that was a time. That was a time. Dog, dog, <laughs> I remember that. Get, get, I used to come home from school. I knew exactly the buttons to. I was gonna push, turn it on, down, mm-hmm. down, a, start, down, down, a. Get to road to glory. That, that was a time, bro. That was a time. Man, oh God, I, that that year, that was all I did was literally play video games and watch film. That was all I did that entire year, like nothing else. If I wasn't doing, if I wasn't playing football in real life, I was playing football on the video. Like that was all I did, and I created like four or five different positions, all of them ninety nines, all of them, and I was just like. At, at after that year, <laughs> I played video games so much because of Madden that year and NCAA. I was just like, "All right, bro, I probably don't need to do this again." Like this is this was kind of od, bro. Like this that was that, but yeah, that Madden John Madden uh, was a legend of a coach and a broadcaster, and and you know he he will forever be remembered for the uh, the Thanksgiving turducken. Uh, as he called it, and and that's you know, as may he rest in peace, and and hopefully his family get some uh, good healing, and, and that they spent their, or they spent his last moments uh, with 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 him. Uh, with that being said, you know, 
all good things must end and, and so must all bad things, which I think we can all agree this year, 2021 wasn't exactly the best year of our lives. So with that being said, fellas, uh, we're going to go through some, some sports memories here and I want y'all to, or it's the moments of the year. And I want y'all to, to just give me some quick answers on what y'all think was the best. So fellas, what were your favorite sports moments of 2021? Don't see all the Braves win. <laughs> Seeing a Braves win, I was happy to uh, see see the Braves win uh, the World Series. Honestly, this year, I don't. Is it just me or did this year seem kind of underwhelming as far as sports go? I know I was really into baseball when the playoffs were around, but with the exception of that, like with with COVID, base basketball didn't really hit the same for me. Like as much as I love basketball, I wasn't thrilled to see a Bucks Suns uh, finals. I was excited to see the Olympics. The Olympics mm-hmm. were, were that this year. And then, although I would consider myself a Tom Brady fan, because Michigan, I don't, it, the Super Bowl didn't hit for me this year either. Yeah, that, that Super Bowl was kind of, like, it's sad. The best highlights from that Super Bowl was literally Pat Mahomes scrambling for his life and, like, <laughs> and literally hitting his receivers in the face with the ball, and it was still an incompletion. That's, that's tough. That's tough. Chris, what was your favorite sports moment from this year, man? Uh, Miles was watching KD go off uh, when Kyrie Harden went down. Bro, that game, bro, because y'all got to remember where I watched it at. I was, uh, you know, I'm out here by uh, Austin now. So, you know, Celtics got eliminated already. So it was all like, you know, a lot of the New Yorkers that live in the area, they all was like, come on, Nets, come on, Nets. And then one of my coworkers, he, he a big Nets guy. So we actually drove to uh, New York. And caught the, that game in a in like the, a Nets bar, a, a bar that the Nets own. And when I tell you that was the most lit I've ever watched a game, like bro, <laughs> like every three KD made, everybody was screaming, throwing beers in the air, passing out free beers, and KD just went off, and it was just a masterpiece. That's like one of my favorite. That's not top five, but it's top ten for sure. Favorite playoff games I ever watched. Because, I mean, Brian and uh, – what's his name? Brian had some crazy games when he was in Cleveland. That, that's mm-hmm. that's, And then you had some other games by some other players back in the day. But that game right there to me, seeing KD being centimeter on the line and not winning that series was just like, man, that was just a, a time. Just a time. You know what? Well, now that I think about it, now that I think about it, I actually got two that I can recall now. Uh, One is uh, J- Jalen Suggs' buzzer beater was this year, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, that was a moment. And two, me personally being a wrestling fan, is is the two things are coupled together. Trey Young, after what he did to the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> you but, wait, duck, bro. but wait, but wait. <laughs> Three months later, SmackDown was at Madison Square Garden. And Sebi Zayn and and yeah. brought Trey Young out and Trey Young started beating up Ray Mysterio. And I was like, all right, Trey Young got it, bro. He got it. Yeah, man. Like, Trey Young got New York in a grip right now. Oh, my God. Bro. He got them boys in the blender. They just be waking up hating Trey Young. My, my, I, I hate to be a homer, but I got to say it. I got to say it. My favorite moment of 2021 in sports was Dan Campbell's opening press conference, bro. That was like, dog, What? Because, now, mind you, mind you, if you look at, like, the history of not just Lions coaches, of head coaches in the NFL in general, what's the craziest thing we've ever heard out of an opening press conference, right? Like, nothing really memorable. Nothing. We you do look- have, who's the Jets coach? Who? Um, I, don't, I can't remember if it's their current coach. You remember his opening conference? Nah, I don't. Why? What, I don't want to. I don't want to say any alleged allegations. So we'll discuss. The, we'll discuss it after. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah. Now see, you 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 getting ahead of me. You getting ahead of me because I'm gonna talk about that in just a minute. But anywho, <laughs> as far as my favorite sports moments, man, seeing this man stand up there with a straight face talking about we're 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 gonna fight you. We're gonna scrap. We're gonna claw. You knock us down. We'll get back up. You punch us again. We'll get back up. And and. And, you know, we're, we'll take a bite out of you on the way back up. And, and we're going to keep biting you. We're going to bite a foot, bite a hand, bite an ankle, bite your kneecaps <laughs> off. And I was just like, this guy's all right. I like it. I like the energy. That was by far my favorite sports moment. What were the worst sports moments of 2021 for y'all? 
Um, I, I can't really think of any moments because honestly, I feel like the older that I, uh, older that I get, a lot of my heartbreaking sports moments are me being tied to certain teams and those mm-hmm. teams breaking my heart or like a rival with that team breaking my heart. And I, the only team that I really have like a diehard allegiance for still was the, is the Detroit Tigers. And I didn't expect much out of them this season. I was actually impressed with the season that they had. So in order to take it to a, to a different direction, I think them attempting to hype up Mac Jones before he got drafted might have been a worst sports moment to me. <laughs> I don't. Do y'all recall this man's suit? Like his suit, like walk out to the draft, like combination. So, you know what's crazy? It's it's. I I never really fully understood. Like, oh, this person walks like an athlete until like that moment. <laughs> that was the most unathletic one. I was just like. Oh, oh no, baby boy! I know he is mobile. He is mobile as a vending machine in that pocket, boy. I know he can't move at all. Chris, what was your least favorite? Man, I'm gonna have to do it, bro. I don't want to slander a Rocky, but I got to, man. I was talking crazy. Y'all know how I get. I was talking insane to people talking about Jalen Green ain't all that. Jalen Green ain't that. And then Jalen Green showed up in the bell-bottom suit. And I was like, Jalen, I can't defend that. I can't defend you, Jalen. I I can't. There's nothing I can do, Jalen. They are going to sting you from head to toe, literally. (laughs) That bell-bottom suit gives sent that to the chat instantly. I I was trying to avoid y'all talking about it. And and, and I just couldn't get away from everywhere I went. They were stinging his suit. I'm like, Jalen. Don't do this to me, man. Don't tell me you really soft and you about to suck for the Rockets, man. I was like, please. You know, you know, you know my my least, the worst sports moment of 2021 to me has been by far all of the rookie coaches. Josh, that's why I said you got away from me a little bit yeah, because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't the Jets coach. It was the Eagles coach. It was the Eagles coach. who Was it? Yeah, um, the Eagles coach. He, okay. He was, he was very. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're gonna we're gonna win by having a better strategy than the other teams. Uh, we we our strategy is is gonna be based on our personnel. I'm saying we, we all we all grown. We've all been cornered by that one dude in the bathroom at a party. Like, yeah, look, look bro, yeah. look, bro. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. If we there. run the ball like the whole game, listen, then, like, let's throw an interception, bro. Listen, all three of us went. <laughs> all three of us went to PWIs. It was somebody that was walking up. To, hey, bro, I know you play ball. Hey, I know you play ball, <laughs> look, man. Bro. Hey, listen, uh, listen. Let's not go. only that, we all done watched Snowfall before. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you, the the but it wasn't just him because it got progressively worse and worse for rookie coaches from there. Urban Bartholomew Meyer up in that club <laughs> in Cleveland. Young man, what are you doing? First off, it's Cleveland. What? How you what get caught you? in Cleveland? But that's the thing. You got to know where you at. If you're in L.A., there are certain clubs you can go to. There will not be any phones there. There will not be anybody who's there knows the deal. You're in Cleveland, buddy. You got to know what's going on. You, Come on, dog. Come on. You, you got to know what's going on there. And then all the other shenanigans that Urban Meyer did, mind you, this probably would have just been about Urban Meyer had it not been for all of the other foolishness that that some of these uh, rookie head coaches have done. But across the board, they've just been terrible as a unit. Like, they've been so bad. And that's <laughs> I, I kind of expected it, though. So that's that's definitely been my uh, biggest biggest disappointment. I mean, uh, biggest, biggest, worst sports moment of the year. Now, who has been your biggest surprise in a positive way this year as far as sports goes? Um, biggest surprise in a positive way, just to keep bring it back to uh Detroit sports. Um, so D- Detroit sports historically across every sp- every sport, the the four major sports, we've never had a good history when it comes to drafting well or putting teams together. And I think my biggest surprise is although they haven't had the seasons that have reflected it, I think that all four of our major sports teams have put themselves in a place to have success moving forward, which is. Uh, something that's that's very rare for Detroit sports teams. The the Tigers have seen success with spending money. You might get a player like a Verlander every once in a while that you know pans out. But um, I, I think the the Detroit teams have done a decent job at putting themselves in a position to be good for the next four or five years. Yeah, yeah, Detroit is on the move. Um, mines would probably be. 
biggest surprise to me. Come back to me, Gibbs. Come back to me. I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. All right, all right. Well, well actually, uh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. My bad, my bad. Jalen Rose's impact in ESPN. Jalen Rose is starting to bubble, if people didn't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Rose, I'm loving seeing Jalen Rose on every – I think he's going to surpass Stephen A as far as ESPN. Now, ESPN got Stephen A contract in blood, but Jalen got the <laughs> swag. Jalen got the, the mindset. The Jaylen got – the hairline, and he getting cut up by JB. Shout out Cast Tech, anyway. But Jalen, Jalen Rose is doing his thing. He on ESPN Countdown for Christmas. Jalen Rose is that guy now. Jalen Rose is that guy, and I'm loving it for Jalen because he putting all that money he making into his school, making it better for Detroit. He's been real big on Black on. He got his own podcast. Check it out on his Instagram. I know we don't like to promote like it, but Jalen, Jalen Rose is like that uncle. You see Jalen Rose on fly. I've seen Jalen Rose on public. He's like, what's up, nephew? He don't even know me from a can of paint. Don't even know my name. Don't know nothing <laughs> right. about me. Matter of fact, guy, you met Jalen Rose too before. He real chill yeah. dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he just, I, I'm loving that for Jalen. So that's my, he's a sleeper. Keep your eyes on him. He's going to be the next Stephen A when Stephen A done. Man, my, my biggest surprise this year, which goes back to what we were talking about, my worst gift earlier. I, when I went to, when I was going through the, the recruiting process for college and all that, I learned more about like the business and lost my fandom of like, you know, what, what teams I used to rock with. Cause Michigan wasn't the only team that I was a fan of in, in uh, high school and all growing up and all that. They were just the only one I was a super fan for, but I've like lost the hatred for certain other teams and all that. And that, that is what has allowed me to say this Michigan state, Michigan state football was by far the the yeah, biggest yeah. surprise that I saw. Yeah. They were picked Projected to three weeks. dead last. Dead last on their side of the conference. They're playing in the New Year's Six Bowl. Dog, Mel Tucker is the first. Shout Michigan out State. Mel. He's shout out first, Mel. Boy. Absolutely shout out Mel. First Michigan State coach since, I don't even think Nick Saban beat Michigan his first two tries. I don't, I don't think he did it. So I think he may be the first one in like 40 some years to beat Michigan in his first two tries as head coach. You hate it. to see that Ohio State game end like that for him, though. Anyway. It, it, yeah, yeah. And I was, but you know what, though? Let's be honest, right? If you would have told everybody Michigan State is going to lose to Ohio State by 50 coming into the year, what would they have said? You're not yeah. that crazy. That's all yeah. right. That's and, all and, right. And, and let's add on that they lost Jalen Nader for, the, for that game, too. So their best receiver was out, too. So you, people wouldn't have looked at you and be like, what? But if you would have told people Michigan State has is going to have the potential to be a top 10 team this year, people would have looked at you and said, you are on crack. <laughs> you are on. Put the I'm so mad down. I didn't bet on that line, bro. They had Michigan State at three and a half wins, bro. Three and yeah, a half well, wins. They, they hammered that at the fourth game. So, yeah, that's that was all they needed there. What was y'all worst disappointment for the year before we head out? Um, biggest disappointment, biggest disappointment for the year. Honestly, it would have to be the Lakers, even though I'm not a huge Lakers fan anymore. It's just a team with LeBron at the helm, and LeBron's been playing like crazy. But a team with that much talent, regardless of the spacing, regardless of the age, regardless of the waning athleticism, you would expect a team with seven Hall of Famers on it to figure it out at some point. And I know we're only approaching halfway through the season, but I don't think the Lakers figure it out. It's Russell Westbrook fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of players fault. I mean, Anthony Davis shoot what fifteen percent. He shoot fifteen percent from three, but at least he's still going. You know what? I'll say this. I'll say this. I have never seen a player more so look like they just running around out there than, <laughs> than Russell Westbrook. I have never seen a player that I thought to myself, "Oh, they get the ball a lot," and they still like three and D guys. If a three and D guy shot not falling, he he'll look like he running around out there a little bit, and you understand, <laughs> right? That. But a player that's that ball dominant, looking like they running around, I've never seen it before this year. <laughs> I have never. It's like, bro, you gonna get he gonna give you five and a half turnovers a game. He gonna give you a night where he go four or twenty, which he did on Christmas against the net. Four of th you're getting paid forty million dollars. Forty-four million. Forty-four million, and you let Patrick Mills, the Australian Patrick Mills, <laughs> set his career high along hey, Patty, with Patty was going, cooking that boy. Along with you going four twenty, actually so set the career high threes on Christmas Day. So, so basically, Patrick had you in a neutral bullet. That's where he had you. He had you fully blended up. 
He had anywho. I, I'm done. I'm off Russell Westbrook. Chris, what's been your biggest disappointment so far this year? Man, y'all might agree with this. Damian Lillard not asking out of the Portland Trailblazer with the roster they gave him this offseason, bro. I don't disagree. They gave bro Tony mm-hmm. Snell. They gave bro Tony Snell, and he didn't go to the front office and say trade me. Hey, imagine, imagine saying, bro, help me. And they said Tony <laughs> Snell. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, at that point, at that point, I would be outside my GM office. Bro, come outside. I'm not finna swing on you, bro. I just want to talk. That's all I want to do. I just want to talk. I'm lying. I'm finna whoop the wheels off this old man. But yeah, nah. That's bro. That's, that that's been my big for a couple reasons though, bro. Like he could change the dynamic of this whole season. He could make yeah. it more interesting. He could go get a championship. I, I know it's gonna be crazy to say this about a player like Damian Lillard, but what if like mentally he just not cut like that? We never seen him in a situation to where he has to prove himself. I mean, I, but, I, I and and you know there are many theories surrounding why Dame is like this, right? Some people say like, oh, he's just loyal to a fault, but other there is a growing camp of people who are like, no, maybe he's just happy not winning. Maybe he's just cool with like. Mm. A second round exit every year, but I'm a super max guy is all right with me. Listen, and the thing is, if you put it's two teams that I really wish Dame he don't even have to be the alpha in that case, Josh. If he went to the Clippers on the West or the Sixers on the East, he does not have to be the alpha if he doesn't want to. I'll tell you either one of those teams. I'll tell you what, if if the Celtics, the Celtics are struggling mightily right now. And their core is not old enough to be like, oh, yeah, we can just turn it on and turn it off. If the Celtics were to send over the right package and say, like, listen, we I think want... you would deplete too many pieces in that deal, though. Honestly, honestly, if you keep Dame, Jason Tatum, and maybe one or two other, mm, one other guy. Because the, the, core, the core is Tatum, Brown, and Smart. That's yeah. the core. Okay. So you will have to give up two of the three to get Dame. And you think that I'm not okay giving up Brown and Smart for Dane? I don't know the way Jalen Brown been. Who he's an All Star last year too. Don't forget Gibbs and Marcus okay. Smart. That guy that you can't really stats don't I, tell the whole story. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But stats are telling the story this year, ain't it? Them boys <laughs> on the outside looking in. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You, mean, if you the glue guy, the team ain't together. Where the glue? Where the glue? What's going on? Uh, but my biggest disappointment this year. Has 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 to go right along with uh, the worst sports moment. These rookie quarterbacks, Jesus Christ! They said that this was going to be one of the best QB classes since Marino and them. And that class had five or six guys who are all in the Hall of Fame now. Let's look at that class, shall we? Trevor Lawrence has been playing horribly, but he's been getting away with it because his head coach performing horribly and acting horribly has been the lead story. Justin Fields. That boy looks befuddled out there. He looked like, yo. And we all like Justin Fields. Yeah. He, he, he said, y'all like, like me? He, he said, y'all like, watch this. Oh, watch oh, what I do. Oh, but let's not forget the guy that was wedged in between those two. Uh, the Wonder Bread, <laughs> Zach Efron. Uh, this man, <laughs> this man, Wilson ain't done. He ain't pissed to drop all season. He has struggled all season. And granted, you, you expect rookie quarterbacks to struggle, but to the degree that all of them are, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be a once in a Matt Jones game. actually though. Matt Jones actually is Mac, you know, he's Matt Jones Mac Jones has been the only one that has been like, hmm. And he yeah, got drafted man. last out of all of them, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He was, yeah, the, 15th. He was the fourth. 15th. I think that's just a matter of personnel and system, though, because none of but those that, are working with the weapons say, that Mac Jones got. Because watch this. Even with Mac Jones, in games where he's asked to make a play, make a winning play, you create something outside of what the offense gives you. People talk about the Patriots winning streak and them beating the Bills. In that game, they threw the ball three times. Like, yeah. that was the game plan. The game plan for them to beat the Bills was, hey, we're going to run the ball down their throats. Matt, your longest pass is going to be three inches away from you. So, these rookie quarterbacks have been a little bit of a disappointment for me. But it's all right because it's just their first year in the league. Who knows? They could get it together. They could figure it out. They got time. They're I'm all sorry. very young. I'm sorry. Zach Wilson giving me Sam Darnold. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. But you know, that, that's, that's the one that I can't agree on. I feel like the other <laughs> one still got room but, to. But Zach us, Wilson ain't the one. Not a single one of us on Facts Over Acts was high on him coming out. Like, no, that's just the reality. Right. We were all like, anywho, hey, we know y'all tired of us, but 
We appreciate y'all coming out so very much this year. This has been our most viewed episode of the year, if I believe, if I'm correct here. Uh, we've had we've had some decent amount of viewers before, but we've never been sitting at 15, 16 for a majority of the pod. And we appreciate y'all so very much uh, for coming out. But come on back next year, since this is our last episode of the year, and the year after that, and the year after that, until we blow up, and then all of a sudden we on ESPN or Fox Sports or something. Peace and love, y'all. <laughs> we the next Jalen Rose. Yeah, no.